0: What's going on, beautiful people? The Black Hokage here, aka TVA. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome back to Hokage Dots, the show where ain't no hoes, but we do think out loud here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you choose to listen to this show. Today, in which I'm recording this episode is February 26, 2020, so this will be the last time that you see the Koofy this year, if you're viewing the video version at youtube.com slash the Black Hokage, seeing as Black History Month is coming into an end. Dante Wilder, why'd you have to end the month this way? With that loss anyways now before we get into the show just know that if you enjoy the show make sure to rate it five stars on apple podcast <laughs> uh, it helps move my show up the algorithm which helps bring in new listeners so please rate the show five stars on apple Podcasts. if you want to financially support the show head over to redcirclecom circle.com hokage thoughts and you can donate whatever amount you see fit that is is circle.com hokage thoughts if you guys want to donate and support the show all right before we get into it just know that we talking a little bit about the gaming a little bit of the music and i got some questions live stuff a little bit it's gonna be all right Show's gonna be all right i, I think i don't know I, don't really, I, I honestly never really know where this show is gonna go except for on redcircle.com <laughs> did you see what i just did right there um <laughs> um what today so let's go ahead and hop into some of the quick news let me show you all this shit real quick let me switch over to my fucking, my article shit right here oh my god look at this i seen this on twitter the other day um if you are not watching the video version i'll try to describe it to you in the audio uh the tweet is "woof the gentrifications," and then it's an image of what looks like a probably nice neighborhood probably in brooklyn if i had to guess because there's bees all over the place but then that b could stand for bodega anyways the image um says the bodega the neighborhood market and then it's an end of it's, it's an image of a high scale bodega somewhere in new york if I had to guess, this is Brooklyn because it's the most gingerfied borough. Um between that and like downtown, my hand but that's like the tourist area, it doesn't count. Brooklyn's the most gingerfied uh borough, don't contrary to popular belief. Don't believe with the woos and the chews we have you thinking in their music videos like people just busting at ops all day in fucking Brooklyn and shit like that. Like that's a very small section of Brooklyn, like East New York and shit like that. But Brooklyn is a very big place, and for the most part, that borough is fucking gingerfied. And this is what's popping up, New York. What is going on? I thought the best place on earth is the get the bacon egg and cheese at the bodega with the bodega cat and they they ginger yo this is crazy ginger this is what it looks like to just move into a neighborhood and wipe out all the fucking cold cult- the bodega neighborhood market i can't believe it look you can you can see a little bit inside you can see they got like, high-end beverages and shit in there like and like this is cool like this store is cool to have in like a neighborhood and shit but calling it the bodega the bodega's always been known as like the corner store where you go get a bacon egg and cheese in a arizona you know what i'm saying <laughs> funny to say that shit in arizona the, the bodega was like the last thing on the new york front in terms of new york culture but they even taken the boy first they took the biggie murals now they taking the bodegas I bet you this bitch don't even got a bodega cat in it. It's too clean. This place don't look like it got rats. So I doubt they got a bodega cat. They don't even got the Arizonas or the bacon egg and cheese. They don't even got bacon egg and cheese at this joint. At this bodega, they probably serve, um, they probably serve, um, uh, eggs and toast with, uh, what's it called? Avocado. Avocado toast. That's what they call it. Yeah, they probably serve They probably serve avocado toast here couple eggs a little bit of avocado so you can get your health joint get your nice little coffee or whatever um, this is just crazy to see what's going in in New York I feel like if you walk in there with some Tim's on like you'll probably get followed around the store um, I'm curious to see if this model this business model will be adopted in the rest of New York because those Bobby pop shops are kind of what make the city the city and like now those are I don't want to say they're going away because this is only one example but this could become a trend high-end corner stores It's no longer bodegas, it's the Bodega Neighborhood Market. Um, by the way, if you're watching the video version and my camera's flickering every once in a while, I apologize. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I, and I've been too lazy to try to fix it. I will probably try to do it after this. I probably should have did it before record, this recording, like troubleshoot it, but like, fuck it. Whatever. If you're listening to the audio version, you don't got nothing to worry about. Uh, all right, let me switch back to full screen. So I just wanted to share that. What's going on in New York? If you, if you follow me on Twitter, be sure to tweet me at Mr. Underscore. I keep it real. Let me go on and see. Have y'all seen that before? Like the bodega, what they serving over there? Fucking avocado toast. Um fucking vegan mac and cheese like <laughs> vegan mac and cheese get the fuck out of here bro let's talk about what i really want to fucking talk about oh look at this article ladies and gentlemen this tweet says from the associated press verified ap the boy scouts of america have filed for bankruptcy protection as it faces a barrage of new sex abuse lawsuits I tried to fucking tell you. The Boy Scouts seek bankruptcy, urges victims to step forward. The Boy Scouts of America urge victims to come forward Tuesday as a historic 110 year old organization filed for bankruptcy prote- protection in the first step towards creating a huge compensation fund for potentially thousands of men who were molested as younger uh, as youngsters decades ago by scout masters and other leaders. The Scouts resorted to Chapter 11 in hopes of surviving barrage of lawsuits, many of them made it possible by recent changes in state laws to allow people to sue over a long, long ago sexual abuse. Blah, 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 blah. blah. You get the point. The Boy Scouts estimated 1,000 to 5,000 victims will seek compensation. The BSA encourages victims to come forward to file a claim as bankruptcy processes move forward, the organization said in a statement. More than 12,000 boys have been molested by... 7,800 abusers since the 1920s, according to the Boy Scout files revealed in court papers the opportunity to tell your story and this is too much this is fucking disgusting you get the point if you guys want to read this this article is available on apnews.com just search boy scouts bankruptcy or just just google boy scouts bankruptcy and you'll be able to find it i fucking i remember i don't know if you guys remember this was a stream back in like 2017 PUBG. I think it was like me a9 or whatever we was playing PUBG, and we were talking about the boy scouts and i remember i said i don't fuck with the boy scouts i don't know what it is about that shit but that shit is just fucking weird to me bro like a grown ass man just hanging out with little boys all day, fucking. And like, you can do that for like mentorship, but like, I never understood why the grown men needed to fucking wear booty shorts and tight ass shirts and shit like that. Like me personally, I always say, and this is what I said in my original video in 2017, Fucking I was like I would never let my son hang out in the forest with a grown ass man in booty shorts and lumber and popcorn and shit because I don't know if you know fucking the best with the boy scout everybody knows the Girl Scouts sell cookies. Most people don't know that the Boy Scouts they, they sell like popcorn and lumber. That shit is fucking weird. Like just standing outside the grocery store. Like, you want to buy a log of wood, nigga? What? What the fuck are you talking about? Niggas is big in fucking booty shorts and shit. Ashy-ass, knobby-ass knees, t- touching on the kids. That shit, I told y'all. I told y'all that shit was weird. It was just like my gut feeling, and I feel like a lot of things are just normalized. I, a lot of things are accepted because everybody accepted it, but that doesn't mean it's fucking normal. That shit is weird. That shit is fucking weird, and now people are coming out talking about they was molested as kids. I will never make a joke about this shit, but... I remember I got fucking flamed when I was talking about this shit on stream. They was like, oh, man, the Boy Scouts was a day, but I let my joy. Y'all want to let y'all boys join the Boy Scouts and the Cub Scouts now? Because the stories is coming out. What, what was that number I just read? 12,000 boys molested. Selling popcorn and lumber ain't that fucking important. F- talking about brotherhood and fucking kinship with other men and shit like that, bruh. Like my son can hang, he, my son can hang out with his with his uncles or his cousins. He can hang out with me if he needs to learn life lessons. I don't understand why you need to go in the forest with some fucking fifty-year-old weirdo with lice in his hair and booty shorts and ashy-ass knees, with fucking dirty-ass fucking lugs on, in the damn forest fighting and wrestling bears and alligators and shit to 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 become a man, become a fucking Eagle Scout. I'd never become an Eagle Scout. Well, I can't anyway because I'm a grown-ass man. But my child would never become a fucking Eagle Scout. He'll never become a Boy Scout. And you know the crazy thing about this fucking story? Not only was I right about this shit, I I seen this on my Twitter timeline, but it's not that it's got it's got 895 retweets. That's it. Like it's like it's this is not even viral in my opinion. Like this went like semi. Why is nobody talking about this? Why? 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 i'm i'm dropping the hard-hitting story so i'm sharing this with my listeners letting you know right now if you got kids you got kids on the way you want them to become a man if you got a boy then you want them to become a man why do they need to wear booty shorts in the fucking forest with their fucking mosquitoes biting them up and shit like that bro hanging out in the lake fishing with grown-ass men and shit when you can just hang out with his father if, i mean if you know i want to assume everybody knows their father the uncle or like a real mentor that you can keep an eye on and shit bro i'm this shit is you don't need the boy scout sign they ask for sports let them play soccer or football, depending on what country you're from, let them play fucking American football, Oh, no, I wouldn't let my child play American football, I'll fucking get around, get brain damage and shit, uh, basketball, there's so many different sports, shit, you can be an esports gamer nowadays, like fucking, ow, my damn, I hit my damn knee, uh, <laughs> and you see, it would have been a whole lot worse if I had some Boy Scout booty shorts on and I hit my knee, I might have fucking tore my ACL, that's the point I'm trying to make, this shit is fucking weird, this shit is fucking weird, man, fuck the boy scouts these is weird fucking I, why you need to hang out with fucking 10 grown-ass men in booty shorts eating up, getting bit by mosquitoes to learn how to start a fucking fire nigga i'll show you how to start a fire you go to the store and you get a damn lighter or some matches okay jesus um so i just wanted to put that out there man if you got kids stay away from the fucking boy scouts because this shit is shit is spooky in america right now shit is fucking spooky man Shout out to all the all the fathers out there staying in their son's lives and shit. Father's Day is very undervalued. We, we, all we get is a tie. You Knowing damn well, we be out here putting work working shit. Let me get a swig of this water. Now that I'm off my high horse. Let's get into the gaming section of the podcast. Since last podcast, um, some pretty big news has came out. Um, news in regards to the new Xbox and the PS5. I don't know why I put PS4 on my notes. My dumb ass. I'm so used to saying that um news for the ps5 uh, the ps5 and the new xbox came out the first i I'm to start with with the xbox oh man let me actually switch back over to the article shit so um xbox recently revealed some new specs for the xbox series x if you're unaware xbox series x is what um or s x sx which is always a t- tongue twister for short is what the new xbox is called but they're also saying it's just called the new xbox i don't know um a quick version, they released this image. The new Xbox will feature 12 teraflops, which means a lot of power uh variable rate shadings hardware accelerated direct x it's gonna have rate tracing uh quick resume for multiple games and smart delivery uh, if i could break it down for you guys really quickly the things that interest me the most the fact that it's gonna have ray tracing so that means the new xbox is gonna be on par at least with the rtx 2080 because those are the only ones that can do the uh and then the upcoming 380s those are the only those are the only gpus on the pc market that can do ray tracing i believe The 1080s might be able to do it. Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure it's only the 2080, 2070, 2060s that can do it. And ray tracing is just like crazy graphic fidelity. So that's going to be, that means it's going to be some crazy power behind the new Xbox. Um, it's going to have next-generation SSDs. Nearly every aspect of playing games is improved. Game world's are larger, more dynamic. Listen, it just means your games are going to load faster. If you don't know what an SSD is, it's a solid-state drive. Um, it, it's basically what gaming PCs have had for the last 10 or 15 years. It makes your games load faster. It makes your OS boot up faster. So when you hit the power button... Uh, you won't have to wait for a long-ass loading screen like, you know, like when you start up the Xbox I feel like you stare at that damn Xbox loading that Xbox symbol You stare at that for like a good 10 seconds or 15 30 seconds or whatever it, That'll be going that bitch is just gonna start up. So that's nice. It's gonna be SSD I'm just curious to how big the actual SSD will be because SSDs are a little bit more expensive because they are faster They're not regular hard drives So I'm curious to see are they gonna put in like a terabyte SSD which could be expensive a terabyte or higher or are they just going to put in like 128 gigs SSD so that you can basically, they're basically just going to put the Xbox software on there, but like you wouldn't be able to run, although it says playing games, so I don't know. Maybe the whole thing will be SSD. That would, that would be pretty interesting. Um, Quick Resume. Uh, the new Quick Resume feature lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly returning you to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through long loading screens. So it sounds like a more improved version of, uh, I don't know, like sleep mode, but even faster, I guess it seems like. Uh, but a bit of an HDMI 2.1, which means less latency up to 120 frames per second support. This is very interesting to see. Uh, I see a lot of people got excited about this because uh, I remember who remembers when the Xbox one and the PS4 came out and all the console game? I don't want to say all the console gamers, but a lot of console gamers were saying that the human eye can't see past 30 frames. The human eye can't see past 24 frames, 60 frames is a myth. Uh, and then PC gamers were like 60 frames or higher is important because you know, a lot of games are Twitch based. Whether it be fighting games or like shooters where you need really fast reactions and slow frame rates can mess with that. But the button inputs and stuff like that. Now we went from the human eye can't see more than 24, 24 frames per second to, oh my God, the Xbox is going to have 120 frames. That's cool. Uh, I just find it funny how like in the mat, in the span of 10 years, how much things can change. Um, and then for, fourth generation gaming. This is uh This is cool. Our commitment to compatibility means Xbox One games including backwards compatible Xbox 360 and Xbox original games, look and play better than ever before. So basically any game on Xbox where there's Xbox 360, Xbox One, and then XSX will work Four generations of games. It's going to have 100% backwards compatibility. That's pretty fire. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how often I will use backwards compatibility, but... It seems like the Xbox one was a beta test for their I'm, I'm going to assume they're going to use the same emulation software um, and they're going to bring it over to the Xbox SX and it seems like they perfected it um, to the point where you can play pretty much any generations of games or maybe it'll just be disk based. I don't know. Um, It said your favorite games including titles from the xbox game pass will benefit from steadier frame rates faster load times and improved revolute resolution and uh visual uh, fidelity so this won't even these won't the backwards compatibility will be even better because it'll have better frame rates and a higher resolution so that's cool that sounds like emulation that doesn't that that sounds like they're upscaling and shit like that but that's cool uh so if you buy your Xbox, if you buy the new xbox at least you know your xbox one games and 360 games are going to work you're going to have something to play on it if they don't have anything day one that you want to buy although i would hope because that's the reason you're buying it um then xbox game pass and a bunch of other stuff i didn't really care about if you want to check out the full article uh it's on gamingaluminati.com just search new specs revealed for the xbox series x so that's um that's the xbox that's cool i'm not gonna lie it sounds like this thing is gonna be a beast it sounds like it's gonna be powerful uh xbox and playstation are listening i remember when ps4 and xbox one had first came out um Pretty much the PC community was like, "Yo, these consoles are mad under." Because I'm old enough to remember when consoles were more powerful than PCs at one point. Um, like the, when the 360 launched, the 360 in terms of price to performance was better than any PC that you can get on the market. And then eventually PC, because you know PCs constantly evolving. Eventually PC caught up and passed it but that but that that's the point it seems like consoles are going back to where they're they're trying to lead the pack they're not going to always lead the pack because um the thing about consoles is once they decide on the specs those are the specs for the next five to ten years depending on how long the console lasts but when they come out the gate it seems like they're future-proofing it to where it's it's not going to seem like it's uh underpowered at the moment because the 2080 is the most powerful gpu that you can get on the market at the point right this point right now um until the 380 line comes out so that's some pretty powerful shit i have a 2080 in my gaming pc right now Um, and I can tell you it's 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 very nice Uh, you're getting a high-end PC it makes me question how much this shit is actually gonna cost cuz that uh, 2080 ain't no joke I think I paid like uh, and I got mine on sale I think I paid like six or seven hundred dollars for mine and I got mine on sale mind you mind you guys that's just the GPU for computers you need a GPU CPU RAM hard drive motherboard (laughs) you need the case (laughs) like that's just one component uh 20 let's we can actually look it up right now let's see how much is it going for right now 20 rtx 2080 uh as of february 26 2020 the rtx 2080 is going for depending on what model you get some are 700 some are a thousand some are 500 so like five five hundred to a thousand because there's different models the one i got was like six or seven hundred um Sounds like this Xbox could potentially be pretty, pretty pricey. And speaking of... Oh, before I get into price, because that was, that was actually a good segue. Where the fuck are all the games? This is cool. Where the fuck the games at, man? Because it would be a shame. Everybody's getting excited about it. it does sound like this new Xbox is going to be pretty fucking powerful. It would be a shame they announce all these specs and we get Minecraft in 8K. I'm just saying, just putting it out there. Where are the games? Y'all said y'all picked up 14 studios like two, three years ago, right? two years is enough time to say that you're producing like what are y'all working on so far we've only seen bleeding edge from ninja theory that they picked up but what about all the other studios what are you guys working on i'm really hoping that you guys have some great day one games or within the first year for first year or two that the console drops because all this power is cool it's nice to have all this but at the end of the day it's we buy consoles for games y'all talking a little bit too much about specs where the fuck are them games at? that's what I, and i'm hoping at e3 they show their ass off. Maybe that's what they're waiting for. I'm just saying, like, just give us a little nugget, like one game, like something, like. You know, nah, 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 nah. But speaking of price, this actually leads me into the PS5. Uh, on the PS5 front, some news came out that let me get the article up here. The PS5 will a report claims that the PS5 will cost $450 to produce um sony is struggling with costly parts driven by um high demand for memory components that could drive the price of the playstation 5 to around 500 dollars according to a report from bloomberg the current manufacturing cost of the ps5 is around 450 dollars all right so for those of you who don't understand what this article is saying is it's saying it's costing sony to produce the ps5 for $450 because of how expensive the parts are which sounds like this is going to be another high-end console which is what I like the problem with that and what I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and just Twitch talking about and YouTube is like oh confirm PS5 is going to cost $450 no the PS5 at bare minimum is going to cost $450 I would be shocked I'm not saying it's not going to happen because a wise man by the name of Justin Bieber said that you should never say never Um, (laughs) I'm just saying at bare minimum for my educated guess the PS5 is going to cost $450 the thing is Sony is a business it takes $450 to make that console which means they need to sell it at $451 to make a profit and that profit is only going to be a dollar you think Sony wants to make a dollar off of every fucking console so if I had to guess this article was probably correct the PS five at bare minimum is probably going to cost $500 because if it, and that's them selling it at a loss pretty much, because if they sell it at $500 and it costs 450 to manufacture, that means they only made $50 per console. Cause for those of you, and, and they kind of have to, they can't go too high. I don't think they would go higher than 600, but even for the 600 is a lot. Uh, Cause the, the beauty of consoles is they're a little, they're cheaper than, than, than PCs at this point. It's like, why not just get a PC? This is rough. I Bring this up to let you guys know I've seen a lot of ignorance going around people spreading misinformation The ps5 is gonna cost four hundred and fifty dollars. No, it's gonna cost four hundred and fifty two Manufacture that means it's gonna cost at least four hundred and fifty one dollars if I had if I had to guess It's probably the ps5 is probably gonna cost $499 and 99 cents because for some reason companies like doing it bitch make that shit five hundred dollars This shit's annoying. Well, here's a penny on it. I'm saving um and to be honest you keep this shit a buck when you think about it it might be higher than 500 because they already are saying that sony is struggling with costly parts um driven by high demand and let's not forget this whole coronavirus thing is going on in china and that could fuck up with the manufacturing prices of um the pr- production of the playstation uh because a lot of the a lot of these pcs and these parts and shit they come from china um and that could just the lack of uh what's the labor or the lack of production of parts because they're already struggling with it that could bump up the price of things um unfortunately wash your hands folks that coronavirus is that's just not funny um you see in a lot of companies i don't know if y'all saw but for pax east sony pulled out of pax east there will be no last of us 2 there will be no sony at pax east period they was like we're not fucking with that coronavirus shit. that shit is no joke um so I, I basically wanted to bring this up to let y'all know that you know prepare your wallets. You're gonna it's gonna be at least five hundred dollars. Um, for those of you unaware, um, consoles the, uh, companies always sell their consoles at a loss or a very small profit margin because they just want to get as many consoles in the door and then somewhere down the line they like. Usually companies don't make money off their consoles until two three years later when they're out because the thing is like the specs on the. PC is constantly evolving, but the specs on consoles are not. So when the PS5 and the Xbox One X or the Xbox Series X drops, those are the specs for the next five to ten years, meaning that the parts will never change. So uh, it'll become cheaper to manufacture because the parts will become more in abundance. It'll become easier to manufacture. So the price drops. That's why price drops over time, because the specs do not change. That's why prices always stay the same on PC, because the specs are always changing. Um so i i just say prepare your wallets um most of these companies they make their game money off games licensing being able to get your music and your games on their playstation store and stuff like that um and then if you want the new xbox if i had to guess the new xbox is probably going to be at least 500 um two so that's like a thousand dollars if you trying to get both i would be i would be shocked if the new xbox or the new playstation wasn't at least 500 dollars that would be and i'm not saying it can't happen i'm saying it could happen like microsoft or sony could say fuck it we're gonna take a hundred dollar loss and we're gonna charge 400 dollars for the ps5 great for the consumer terrible for sony because they're gonna lose a shit ton of money but they might get a higher adoption rate sooner and then they could make their money back through game sales as well as licensing and all this other shit um because for those of you unaware like it it costs like fifty thousand dollars or some some shit like that every time 2k drops an update it costs money to update your game because they have to send that shit to the servers and shit like that like i don't that, that was like a random it's it's a lot of money so they can make their money back there because you know them patches is coming for 2k fuck that game um can't wait for 2k 21 uh i have a problem uh <laughs> and that's why you should rate this podcast five stars on apple podcast because it fucking sucks um, so, yeah, that's just kind of the quick update on the console news. Let me go ahead and take a swig of this water. Ah. The next thing I wanted to talk about is Bleeding Edge. If you guys are unfamiliar, hold up. I think I brought it up right here. Okay. Yeah, I got it right here. Um, Actually, I can switch over to the article thing again. Okay. So, the past weekend... um. Bleeding Edge had a, a, was it an open or a closed beta? It was like a semi-open beta. You had to have the Xbox Game Pass to get into this. I didn't have it, but um, Nomad had it and he had an extra code for me, so he hooked me up with it and I was able to stream it, so I streamed the Bleeding Edge beta. Um, If you're unfamiliar, Bleeding Edge is the new game from Ninja Theory that's coming out on March 24th. Um, According to Wikipedia, Bleeding Edge is a multiplayer online combat video game being developed by British developer, Ninja, British? my mind is fucking blown right wait a mo- we're not just gonna slot no i thought ninja theory was a japanese company <laughs> british developer wait a minute this is the queen's company uh, shit i you learn something every day damn all right so developed by british developer uh ninja theory and published by xbox game studios exclusively for the xbox one and pc scheduled to launch on march 24 uh 24th 2020 so it's coming out uh exactly almost a month um from which i'm recording this shit uh let me bring up my notes real quick so we can talk about this shit so the reason i'm even bringing this up is because um i played the beta and i just wanted to kind of get some first impressions since the game is a month away maybe they can do some things to improve it uh talk about what i liked and what i disliked um so first things first let's get into the positives positives um i really like the game's art style and the character design um it has some really interesting characters they all look very unique they all stand out from each other and they all have like a hip-hop punk rock um like japanese anime style to them um so like every character is very distinct it doesn't seem like they're just you know copying and pasting characters like super smash bros um so i really like that and then i like the art style it might be a little bit of borderlands but it still kind of has like its own little flair to it um, and I think that's going to make the game stand out. Um, so I like the cartoony the art style. Um, my second positive would be the abilities and just the gameplay in general. I didn't really know what to expect going into this game. The best way I can describe it is is it's um, it's like a it's like a MOBA light, You know, you know, like Diet Coke. It's like Diet MOBA. Um, it's like an arena, but it's not small, but it's not big. Each level is like a medium-sized arena, and there's objective best games, and it's four v four combat. um They have different classes. They have, you know, your your range characters, your melee characters, your tanks, and all that other shit. You gotta have a good combination of characters when you go into these objectives. Otherwise, you're gonna get them uh, cheeks clapped. I really enjoyed it because it plays like a mobile, but at the same time, it's still fast-paced action. um um, and then also it's not clickety clackety like league of legends and shit you control it with the mouse and keyboard so from that i kind of got a little bit of paragon vibes because you because you're using you know the mouse and keyboard to control where you want to go with uh wasd and shit like that um the the objective based gameplay though um it's very satisfying when you work together and you combine different abilities because that's what you need to do like a moba in order to push the objective um but if i had to critique it i would say that it feels like the game modes are kind of lackluster like i think we played two different game modes i played for like two hours and only played like two different game modes there was a capture the point you know like domination go cap different points like three different points at one time and then you score a certain amount of points and you win and then there was another one where it was basically like it was like a glorified capture the flag they had like these little energy boxes or whatever and you had to pick them up And then you had to wait for the gate to open and then you throw the energy boxes into the gate. And meanwhile, while you're waiting for the gate to open, you're picking up those boxes and you have a certain number over your head. Let's say I picked up eight. There will be a number eight over my head. And if the enemy attacks you, you drop all your boxes and they take your shit. So you're fighting nonstop to maintain the most and then go dunk them into the hole and shit. That was kind of a unique spin on it, but it still pretty much capture the flag if we're being honest. And I had fun with it, but I guess my biggest problem with this game is um i just don't know what's the long-term implications for it uh it just kind of and this is kind of because i put i put positive negatives in the suggestions um i don't know what's the long-term implications for this game i enjoyed it for what it is it's like a 30 game when it comes out but i don't know how long i'll play it for it didn't really and and this is why i put it in the suggestions game because in the defense of the game this was just a beta it just it was just a beta i could be going too hard on it it just didn't feel like there was a lot of content there um there's only two game modes in the beta maybe there's more in the full game um i can't really tell if there's going to be a bunch of skins to unlock are there going to be more game modes is there going to be a story mode i don't i i feel really bad doing this because usually i feel like i have really good feedback but i can't put my finger on it it just feels like this game is missing something the core gameplay is fun I was getting frustrated at first because we had to, well, we weren't running with randoms. I was playing with Trey. He sucks. Uh, once Trey left and it was just me and Nomad, we played with some randoms. We started getting the juices flowing and we started clapping people. I was like, okay, this is fun. Once I started understanding how the abilities worked and I started tanking because we didn't have a proper tank and usually I'm the best tank in GI, um, I started having fun. Um, but my, my, my biggest problem is the long-term implications. That would be my first suggestion in the suggestion section. You guys need to do a better job of communicating what value this game has long-term. What's the end game for this? Is there going to be a competitive scene for this? Is there going to be a story for this? It's just It just feels like it's missing something. And, and now that I think about it, if I could add this, it wasn't on my notes. It feels like this game has been poorly advertise like i didn't even know there was a beta i was live streaming this game and my chat was asking me like yo are you gonna play the bleeding edge beta like a few people now nah, i want to say the whole chat it was like a few people i was like bleeding edge i was like what is that it was like oh that's the game from ninja theory i was like oh i didn't know anything about it and then nomad he's like yo i got an extra code you want to hop on it tonight I was like, "Bet." So I downloaded, hopped on that joint, and I had some fun with it. But it doesn't really feel like the public knows about this game, and the joke is always, you know, Xbox doesn't have any games, and you guys finally have an exclusive, although it's available on PC. Um, by the way, positive, this game has crossplay. Uh, you can it, it runs through Xbox Live, so whether you're on Xbox Live or on your Xbox or your PC, you can just invite your friends and play like Gears of War. That's cool. That's a positive. Um, more games need it. But it just felt like it was missing something. And I can't exactly put my finger on it. But maybe the full game will reveal something different. Um, another positive. Uh, what the fuck is I wrote down hop on and off. Oh, hop on and off the board. Uh, like MOBAs, you know how you can... Uh, Well, not like mobiles, but you can, you can, I don't want to say fast travel in this game, but like you have a a motor transportation, like each character has like a hoverboard or like a bike or something. So you can travel around the map faster and you can use that to get away in combat. I like the fact that you can hop on and off of that at, at any time. You have a mount, a mount. Each character has a mount similar to, um, What was Blizzard's MOBA? What was Blizzard's freaking MOBA? Uh, Heroes of the Storm. How you could hop on your mount at any point and get around the map a little bit faster. That's cool considering the fact that you have full control over your character and it's not all clickety clacky like League of Legends. Um, So I like that. It added a certain level of uh, extra strategy to it, knowing when to get in and get out. Um, Negatives. It felt a little bit imbalanced based off a little bit more of the little experience that I had. It's kind of hard to gauge because I only played it for two hours. Um... It was like the last two hours of the beta this beta was only like the weekend and i could only hop on like the last two hours because i was busy that weekend but it feels a little bit imbalanced. some characters feel a lot better than others i feel like they can tweak that um and then also this is this has nothing to do with the game but just be aware if you, you are interested in picking up this game i had to put this in the negatives once again it has nothing to do with the game but more so just people are stupid be aware, don't even bother running with randoms, at least have a two stack. Cause I promise you, this is one of those games where like every game where you have to run with randoms, you'll get frustrated. But this is one of those games where it's like Overwatch. You will get very, it's next level frustration running with randoms um, because the game is so reliant on you being in sync with your teammates and combining your abilities to clap the enemy as soon as possible and attack the objective. You will get frustrated because people are just trying to be superstars. And it, it and even, even, even if you don't, you just have like bad teammates mm. um feels like this is one of those games it's easy to pick up hard to master but just keep in mind that like don't even bother with randoms um and then last but not least the other suggestion that i had was it feels like this game needs more communication tools i don't know if there was voice chat i looked but i might have missed it i was kind of rushing through things i couldn't there might be voice chat i could be wrong i definitely didn't see any like chat that you can type in like on pc to communicate with you and like this is a this is a team-based game it just seemed like the communication tools were lackluster maybe they were there I don't know um also it would have been nice to have something like uh basic commands like attack the point kind of like how they used to do in Paragon where you could hit like the Q button and it would bring like a menu up of a different like basic commands every MOBA has it and you could tell them hey let's defend point B let's go here so if they don't have a mic it would have been nice to have something like that like some basic communication tools um but other than that that's kind of basically what i wrote down um if you're at, if you're wondering if i had fun with it i did i did have fun i was surprised that this game was not on my radar um it's coming out march 24th and i think i'm actually gonna end up picking it up i'm just curious to see will the gaming community pick this one up um or will this just be another game where i'm accused of being going against the grain and just playing it because it's different even though i actually admit that i had fun with it Y'all hate when i play games i have fun because it's not the game that y'all play uh, <laughs> so I would say keep an eye on bleeding edge there's some tweaks that need to go there uh, if I can run it back real quick um, basically I would say so there's some imbalances in the characters um, don't even bother with randoms it's one of those games um, it needs more u- unique game modes and the content just seemed kind of light like what's the long-term plan what's the roadmap for this game because was only a few maps it was only a few like characters and stuff like that maybe there'll be more when it's not the beta but for the beta, it was all right. Also, this game will be $30. So maybe I'll be more forgiving when the full game comes out. Even if there isn't that much. It's, it's only $30. It seems like it's going to be multiplayer fo- focused. I think this could appeal to like the Overwatch cl- crowd and stuff like that. Especially because, well, it's in third person, which I like more. That's beside the point. Bleeding Edge, it's all right. It's all right. We're going to see March 24th. Keep an eye on it. That was kind of my impressions of Bleeding Edge. I had some fun with it, but uh needs a little bit of work. You know, this past weekend I had to attend a networking event where I spoke on a panel about black excellence in the gaming industry. When I'm mingling in a room full of people, I always want to make a great impression. One of the best ways to do so is through proper hygiene. Nothing makes a better impression than a firm handshake and a great cologne. My go-to cologne is Hawthorne. Reason being is they make it easy to make the right choice. Hawthorne has a quiz on a site that you can take that will ask you a multitude of questions such as how often you shower, your skin type, and more. How you answer will lead them to recommending you the best product for your body they offer a wide variety of products including colognes body washes shampoos and more best part is when you order cologne it comes in a set one sitting will be for work the other for play I wore my play scent to the networking event and every person I met complimented me on that scent. This is what separates Hawthorne from the pack. Their quiz led me to the proper product, which ended up making me smell like some type of cologne expert. The icing on the cake is Hawthorne is risk free with free shipping and free returns. I've enjoyed my experience with their products, but just in case you don't, you have nothing to worry about. Hawthorne is a sponsor of the show, so they're providing a special deal for the listeners of Hokage Thoughts. Head on over to Hawthorne.co and use the promo code Hokage to get 10% off your first purchase co and use code hokage at checkout to get 10 off your first purchase i got a handful of questions um some of them i put in the gaming section because they pertain they pertain to gaming um and then others like in the life section and shit like that and i got two questions that are going in the gaming section and then we're gonna hop into some other shit the first one comes from and by the way if you want to submit questions to the next episode of the podcast follow me on twitter at mr underscore i keep it real um the first question comes from kai and he says and the GI podcast, by the way, if you're unfamiliar because you're a new viewer, GI podcast is the Gaming Illuminati podcast. That's the podcast I do with some of my friends. We've been doing it since like 2013. We talk everything gaming industry. It's It's like this, but far more in depth. Um, This is more I talk about everything, but it's far more definite specifically about gaming in the industry, game reviews, impressions and stuff like that. Um, Look it up. Gaming Illuminati. Um, In the GI podcast, you talked about Respawn's relationship with EA and how they just give them money to make games. Do you feel that has to be the standard for other developers slash publisher relationships to survive? Or are there moments when a publisher should be more involved? No, I think this is I think everybody's situation is different. You take things on a case by case basis. I think this situation just works for them. It's not going to work for everybody. Um, The place devil's advocate here, believe it or not, I believe that some people do need a more business minded person to push them and get their product out, because there are a lot of people that are great at creating content, whether it's video games, music, art, whatever type of content you you create, YouTube, Twitch but they're terrible at business and this is where the publisher comes into play um sometimes you need that little bit of extra pressure on you what i think is wrong with the gaming industry right now is i feel like the publishers have a little bit too much power i feel like they need to find a middle ground where they compromise um because there's a lot of people who are quote-unquote artists and they'll tell you i just want to create art i don't really know anything about the business side of things and it's okay to put a an ETA on things because for some people I know if you just give them unlimited time their art will never come out I think an example is uh whether you like his music or not Playboy Cardi um he's a rapper like that dude like almost never puts music out um and from my understanding it's because he said something something along the lines that like he never feels like it's good enough or something like that and that's how a lot of artists are um they get into their own head and their worst enemy. And sometimes you need a record label, you need a publisher. They're like, yo, we need something. We're funding this. We believe in you. We need you to do that. You need that little extra push, that little business minded thing to help things out. Um, I think the biggest problem is the publisher gets too involved with the art. I feel like the publisher's goal should just to be you like they let's see, the studio comes to you, they pitch something, you like their pitch, their their idea you're basically an investor I feel like the publisher should be you're giving them money to produce their art but let the artist do their job and give them an ETA because at the end of the day you are investors but I don't like how a lot of publishers are you know inserting a lot of microtransactions publishers are starting to influence the the game development side and it's like bro stick to the business side because you're ruining the game and the worst part is a lot of like I've talked to I've met a lot of uh developers at EA for like various different games they're very nice people they have nothing to do with the investors at EA like a lot of times when they and then like it, it affects I feel like people don't realize it affects everybody as a whole what the publishers do and the publishers don't realize that then the game and I feel like no game developer should be attacked because of a product like you can give your criticism but you shouldn't be sending death threats and all that that shit is fucking that shit is weird but what the publisher does affects the studio. And I feel like the publishers don't realize that at what Activision does affects the studios under Activision. Um, when they do dumb shit, then the studios catch the heat. And it's like, yo, the studio who created that game, they're just being published by EA. But you, what you need to do is be talking to those those higher ups that make those business decisions, because they're just there to make the content. They're working hundreds of hours every freaking week to make the games. And unfortunately, the publishers, you got to look at look at your contract, man make sure that fucking these publishers can't they can't control your creative image because a lot of these studios musicians whatever they give away too much to the publisher the record label or whatever because that's basically for, for, for those of you don't know the difference between a, a studio and a publisher when it comes to gaming it's basically the same thing as like a record label to a rapper uh they're supposed to just fund the shit but then sometimes business can get intertwined with the the content creation so i don't think that's the answer them having i think everything should be on a case-by-case uh basis i think publishers can be used correctly um the problem is a lot of them are abusing their power uh because it's not easy to publish your own game it costs money it costs money to sit there and produce the game but then also you got to find a way to produce it what's the point of uh i mean to promote it what's the point of producing the game if nobody there's no eyes on it you need money for that shit unfortunately So it can be a necessary evil. It can be a necessary evil. Uh, I just think that we got to find a middle ground and compromise. Uh, That's my thoughts on it. Um, The second question comes from Toronto Toms V. Toronto Tings. Yes, sir. And he asks, uh, instead of EA trying to compete with 2K or NBA Live, they should just bring back EA Big and attempt to outsell NBA 2K with a better revived NBA Street. It only makes sense. All right. It doesn't make sense. I hate to break it. I hate to break it to you. And this is coming from somebody who's a big fan of the street series. I loved NBA street. I loved NFL street. I even loved FIFA street. I think it was actually very underrated. If you didn't play it, those games were actually very fun. All the street series were very fun to me. Um, the reason I don't know if I said this on a podcast, I know I said it on Twitch, but let's go ahead and repeat myself for the sake of the podcast and let's get it on wax the reason you have not seen another street game whether it's nba nfl or fifa has nothing to do with ea not being interested it has more to do with the business they're aware that people want these games and you know how i know they're aware because i've had dinner with ea fucking executives and pr people when i go to these ea events and they fly me out to play games um, early And i've asked them i was like yo what the fuck is up with nba street nfl street like the streets want it and like i'm not gonna tell you who told me because this is like an off the record conversation but you know the reason why there's no nba nfl or fifa street because low sales the games did not sell that well um in terms of ea standards whatever is a good standard in terms of sales for ea their sales in the street series weren't high enough to justify them bringing it back that's really that simple it has nothing to do with ea being interested remember just because you love something and i love something doesn't mean the masses love something and if you actually sit back and think about it when they when they told me that they was like it has to do with sales like the nba street series nfl street series and fifa street series only appeals to a certain demographic it made sense to me when i thought about it basically what they were saying they gave me the politically correct saying uh they gave me the basically ea people told me was they gave me a politically correct way of saying nba street nfl street only appeals to niggas basically think about it who who who's in the streets playing street basketball doing all these tricks you know like hot sauce the professor and shit well professor's a white boy but he's a he's an anomaly you get the point you remember the old uh and one mixtapes the flu who knows about the flu for chicago uh (laughs) Uh, that's an inside joke um who who cares about street basketball it's a black thing it is very much a black thing um so that's who the games appeal to nba and nfl street i don't know about the fifa side of things i don't know i feel like that could have more international appeal because that's the most football is the biggest sport in the world soccer whatever you want to call it but in terms of nba nfl street if you actually think about it who mostly plays it is black folks um And we love these games, but the problem is, if they're basing, I mean, if you just look at America alone, uh, black people, we make up, what, 10 to 13% of the population, and not all black people are buying NBA Street, by the way. So, if I had to guess, it was a very, we can actually look up, let's see, NBA Street Sales. Let's see if we can find, let's go to Articles. Let's see if we can find sales. NBA Street, volume two, sales. Um, is there a place where we can... Mm, God damn. This is... Woo! This is... Wow. So I actually did not know this. I'm glad I Googled this on stream. Please check out the, the video version of this podcast at youtube.com slash theblackokage. All right, so NBA Street, volume two, which is definitively, if you ask anybody who loves the street series, definitively the best version of NBA Street on the GameCube it only sold in North America point 41 million units so it didn't even sell a million units it sold what that's like 400,000 I believe Uh let's see let's check the Xbox so it sold 400,000 in America and let's get a calculator here but so let's see 400,000 one, two, one, two, three, plus 600,000. One, two, three. 600,000 on the Xbox. And then on the PS2, the PS2, it sold 1.69 million. So, 1 million between. So, altogether, between the three versions of NBA Street Volume 2 in North America, it only sold 2.6 million copies. That's honestly not that much. Uh, that's really not that much. And you would think, because this game is so legendary, how many people, like I said, black people, we only make up 10 to 13% of America. Then only a small percentage of those black people are going to buy this game because only a small percentage of black people, I don't wanna say only a percentage of that percentage of black people, they're gamers. And then only a percentage of those gamers are into basketball games. You see what I'm saying? And when you do the math in North America, all it sold was, if we combine that number and that number, that's 2.69 million copies. If you round up, that's three, but 2.69. And then in Europe, it sold even worse. And other countries, like in Europe, it only on the PS2, it only sold 200,000. If I had to guess, if I combined all the countries together, I doubt this sold more than like 4 million, 3, 4 million. That's really not that great when you think about it. Like I said, black folks, we love this game. But unfortunately, what I got out of that conversation from at dinner was black and I would have probably Hispanic black and brown people. We love the game, but other people don't love it. And they want to appeal to a mass market. At the end of the day, if you're spending millions of dollars to produce a game and you only sell a couple million, you're not you're probably not making that money back, especially because, remember, you have to advertise the game. You got to print discs, You got to pay the developers. Think about all these costs and they're only selling a couple million Mind you, when did this game, NBA Street Volume 2 came out, what, like in 2004? Let's see, NBA Street Volume 2, what was the release date? Uh, The release date was April 29th, 2003, Uh, 2003, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, so 15, it's been 17 years since NBA Street Volume 2. And it only sold 2 million copies in North America. Think about that. That's not a good ratio. There, there are plenty of games that will sell 2 million copies in, in a weekend. Because like like Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk is probably going to sell more than 2 million within the first week. I promise you that. Um, So that's not a good number when you think about it. And like I said, Demo- they told me at dinner, at Demographics, people who played NBA Street loved it. But the problem is it doesn't have mass appeal. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's a very niche game. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a very niche game. And if I had to guess, the niche is black black and brown people. We love these street games. But unfortunately, white folks, probably Asian folks, they don't really fuck with the shit like that. They like NBA basketball, but street basketball, I mean, where was street basketball born? Let's talk about it. That's in the projects. That's in the hood, you know, doing them spicy tricks. They never seen shit like that. They never seen shit like that. So they're not interested in it. I mean, a few of them might be, you know, there's always that anomaly, but I'm talking about. The average person Um, so if you're wondering why this series has never came back it honestly has to do with sales it has nothing to do with EA's interest in the title now I've made the argument because I've made a series I made I made a video about bringing it back I've made the argument that it may have sold two million but this is a different era this was before gaming was mainstream gaming is much more mainstream so I think potentially if they brought the street series back it could sell more copies especially in this era where we have YouTubers and Twitch streamers, them constantly promoting the game. But EA is probably looking back and it's like, why would I want to roll the dice on that? You know, it's a risk. At the end of the day, these people are companies. I would love to see it come back, but uh, that's the reason why you have not seen the street series come back. Um, And this is why, this is why also I tell you guys, you should support the content, not just my content, support all the content creators that you love. you, You don't have to like all my videos, but the content that you do like, be sure to like and share it. And do you know why? because I get flown out to events like this. And then I get insider info and I can share it with you guys as well as networking advice and stuff like that. Like think about it. Where else could you get this content from, bro? I really broke it down on why the street series is probably not gonna come back. I would like for it to come back. I dunk it on motherfuckers and doing crazy tricks on live stream. That shit would be fun playing with the community and stuff. That shit would be fun. But I understand EA side of things. At the end of the day, it is a business. And right now what's popping is Apex. Live service games are popping right now too. Uh, NBA Street wouldn't be a live. Well, they could make it a live series, but I don't know. That's that's the point I'm trying to make though. Hopefully you understand where we're coming from. Anyways. Next topic. Oh my God, I'm sorry, y'all. I wonder if it's weird to listen to me swig on water while we do this shit. Um, music side of things, What I wanna talk about. Um, rap artists from New York, the big woo. Pop Smoke, RIP, Pop Smoke passed away. Um, 2020 sucks, man. Kobe passed, Pop Smoke passed, fucking Juice World passed. I feel like it's crazy. I feel like Juice World. Wait, did he die in 2019? It was either late 2019 or 2020. When did he pass? Juice World. It feels like, uh, yeah, he died. He died in December 2019. Yeah, we can count that as 2020 because a lot of times with award shows, if something comes out in December, they count it towards the next year. It's not eligible or whatever. So we can we can throw Juice World in there. We've we've had the passing of Juice World, Kobe pop smoke and it kind of feels like people have already forgotten about juice world which is actually really sad and it's really sad too because like i feel like i haven't forgotten and i'm not a fan of his music i never liked his music i never really liked the the whole drug promotion thing but that's beside the point i don't don't want y'all thinking i'm slandering the man r.i.p to him too i I just feel like society has already forgotten about him i don't think people will forget about kobe because kobe was a a different type of legend but pop smoke unfortunately i feel like in the coming months the way the internet works people will forget about him too but the point i'm trying to make is r.i.p to pop smoke it sucks that he passed 2020 fucking sucks you got the coronavirus all these people fucking passing away fucking australian wildfires man what the fuck is going on in the world um and i just wanted the only thing i wanted to say about him is just r.i.p to him it's really sad man you rappers gotta move different man especially if you're putting out a certain type of energy into the universe like i know i know people don't want to talk about that but the reality is the reality is we always talk about you know put the put the energy into the universe that you want to get back And people always want to act surprised when a certain energy comes back to them, even though that person put that certain type of energy. I don't wish death on anybody, but the end of the day, if you listen to his music, and this is why I always said I don't fuck with that drill shit. It's one thing for, for like a rapper to rap about their life experiences and just kind of tell stories of things of how they shape their mentality. But it's another thing to like glorify violence and like gangs and shit like that, and talking about we gonna pull up and shoot. As I said, I don't like drill music because it's literally a nigga hopping on a beat for three to four minutes threatening to kill me and fuck my bitch, bro. I the shit's not that enticing to me, to be honest. And Pop Smoke did put that energy into the universe. And what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I don't want anybody thinking I want, I, I think he deserved to die. But what I will say is, when you put that energy into the universe, you got to move a certain type of way, man. When you when you hanging out with the wolves, you got to be aware that. You know, they might want to eat your food. Um, and it sucks that he passed away, too. It, it really sucks, too, because he like his career was just kind of just taken off. And then he died in the Hollywood Hills. Um, some people were saying that um, he posted his address because there was like some designer bags that he posted with his address on there. Maybe people pulled up. But then some video footage came out and they were saying that um, nah, I had nothing to do with the address being posted on social media. It was most likely a hit because they had footage of people surrounding the house following him and shit like that. That, and that's why I say, like, if you put in a certain energy into the universe, you got to move a certain type of way. Higher security, man. Fucking higher security. Like, I it's too many rappers out here. They be moving a certain type of way and they be like hiring they mans as security. Oh, this my man this 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 young this is my man right here from the block he my shooter you know what i'm saying like no get real security that can legally carry a firearm because the problem the problem with hiring your mans as security is a lot of times when you glow up your man's glow up he's gonna be in the club with you and he's gonna be pissy drunk most likely too and he gonna be trying to fuck all the bitches in the club too so his mind not might 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 not be in the right place to protect you and it's better off you're better off hiring somebody who's professional to carry a weapon i personally don't think it makes you any less of a punk like fucking i don't know if y'all remember when uh fucking was it two chains was walking around and like i think it was the bay and somebody shot in the back of his head and shit like you can't be walking around like that especially when you're wearing your money like first of all i think it's stupid to wear your money but if you are gonna wear your money you wearing just excessive amounts of jewelry please protect yourself man there's (laughs) you got family and shit like that um it just sucks to see this shit and that's why i be trying to tell people this is why i don't be giving people my location like if I'm at like an event like Pax East, I'll be like, yo, I'm at Pax East. If you see me on the show floor, say what up, dab me up. I talk to everybody, but I will never be like, yo, I'm at this place, at this place, at this time. Um, unless it's like an event where there's like security and shit, like the one I did in New York. Um, like stop giving your location location away. You need to operate with a certain level of paranoia. And you also, people also need to be aware to like watch the people around you, man. Like this, this story is still coming out. But I would not be surprised if this shit was an inside job. Um, like I've been trying to tell people just because somebody's there for I'm sorry, I had a fucking gnat in my damn face. I'm over here like waving and shit if you're watching the video version. Um, just because somebody's there for you doesn't mean they're there for you. And I always try to tell people that shit. You know, some people are there just because they envy you, some people are there just to watch your downfall. You think they supporting you and shit like that. Like, I always tell people, um, one situation I had was I had fucking twitch staff dm me one time and they was like so for those of you unaware um on twitch if you're a twitch partner you're not supposed to be streaming on any other platform there's an exclusivity clause in your in your in your contract but the thing is like twitch staff is not always watching your fucking stream i would argue they're almost never watching your stream i know they're not um, <laughs> so for those of you unaware, I used to actually stream on Twitch and YouTube at the same time, but the thing is I would never promote my YouTube stream, my YouTube channel, because what's, what's the chances of someone from Twitch staff that there's not, there's already not a lot of staff and they're busy doing other shit. What's the chances of Twitch staff going to my YouTube channel and seeing I'm live streaming and on Twitch on YouTube and Twitch double dipping almost next to none. So the way I would way I would do I was like I would just never promote it. Like if you were subscribed to my YouTube channel, you would just know that I'm cuz for some reason a lot of people who are on YouTube don't want to check out the Twitch channel. Um so it was like my way of kind of double dipping or whatever. Long story short, I get a message from Twitch dev um that I was cool with and they were like, "Hey, just so you know, you got a snitch in your chat." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You're not in trouble. He's like, "This is just a warning." He's like, "The next time I'm going to have to take your partnership." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Someone in your chat reported your stream saying that you were live streaming on YouTube and Twitch at the same time." He's like, I'm just letting you know you had a snitch in your chat. He's like, you know, he's like, I know you don't. I know you just want to grow. You don't mean anything by it. But I do need you to honor the contracts. So he's like, I'm gonna give you a slap on the wrist. He's like, don't do that again. And I, that's why for those of you for those of you unaware, that's why I stopped streaming on Twitch and YouTube at the same time. Um, and mind you, I've been streaming on YouTube and Twitch for like a year or two. Like, no, nobody from Twitch staff knew. They only knew because someone in my chat who's a fan went and reported my channel and said I was doing this. And this is what I be talking about when I say just because they dare for you doesn't mean they dare for you. Some people just want to see your fucking downfall. Um, just want to snitch on you. Want to see something bad happen to you. Um, you got to watch people. You got to operate with a certain level of paranoia. I know it sucks, but it's better than, you know, wake it. Well, you can't wake up in a casket. It's better than ending up in a casket. It's better than ending up in a terrible situation. Um, some people just show up because they nosy. A lot of people don't really care about you. They just want to know what's going on with you so they can talk about you but they don't actually give a fuck about you so be careful about that shit man r.i.p pop smoke i'm tired of these rappers dying y'all gotta move smarter um it is what it is um oh one more thing i wanted to say about pop smoke what really sucks about him too is uh if you listen to his album the first song on the album was called invincible and like the hook is and i'm paraphrasing i feel invincible I walk into the club. It's like eighty niggas, and they move some some shit like that, and they just move out the way. So I'm paraphrasing, but you get the point. The first song on the album is called "I Feel Invincible," and the dude got the dude got killed. That shit sucks to see, and it's only gonna get worse before it gets better. I'm pretty sure the streets is gonna go crazy. People wanna know what's going on. Um, that's why I don't fuck with that drill shit. So R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Sucks to see people. We gotta move smarter. We gotta do better. Um, but it is what it is moving on to the questions i got from twitter about life business whatever else y'all wanted to ask q a time um just keep in mind what i'm about to talk about um just it's not what i say is not law okay this is just a disclaimer what i say is not law you don't have to listen to any of my advice you can do whatever the fuck you want to do these are people asking me questions and this is me trying to answer them to the best of my ability and with that being said The first one is not a question I lied. (laughs) this is something I actually actually came up with a topic on my own. This is just real beef. This is business related. And then we'll get into the questions. But even still, this kind of still applies. You can do whatever the fuck you want this information. Um, What I wanted to say, and I wrote this down a while ago, so I was on Twitter, right? And I can't help but notice a lot of Twitch streamers and YouTubers. They love to put in their bio who they're sponsored by. First of all, let's get something straight your favorite YouTuber and Twitch streamer, especially on the Twitch side of things, nine times out of 10, they're not actually sponsored. A sponsorship is when a company pays you a flat rate, a flat fee to advertise their product. A sponsorship is me promoting um, freaking Hawthorne on my podcast, Hawthorne uh, hygiene products. That's the sponsor of today's podcast, right? Um, they paid me a flat rate to talk about their product on my podcast it is not a sponsorship and this is what most of these twitch streamers do it is not a sponsorship when you go to the where when you go to fucking dxracer.com and apply for their affiliate program you're a freaking affiliate they give you a 10% off coupon and yes you make money off the sales that you generate with your code but they're not paying you a flat rate it's not a sponsorship it is an affiliate and i see so many twitch streamers and youtubers put it in their twi- twitter bio i'm sponsored by DX Racer, by such and such vpn by freaking hello Fresh, whatever brands they put like 10 fucking brands they're sponsored you're not sponsored okay can you fucking stop doing that y'all niggas broke you're not getting no money like that because most people are not using your code and the reason i'm bringing this up why it frustrates me i'd be looking at that shit, and it's like they're doing it to be like braggadocious. and i'm telling you they not make most people they're not making this money like that um, I say that because why are you giving up prime real estate on your profile to promote a product that you're not even being paid for if you want to if someone okay so if someone asks me what chair am I sitting in i gonna be like this is an Arazi if you want to cop one you know use uh the code GI at checkout to get 10% off yeah if somebody asks you then promote it and then it gives you a chance to promote your code so you can make money off that commission but just just to blatantly non-stop promote shit in your social media profiles when you're just an affiliate, I don't understand that. If they paid for it, it's a sponsorship and they paid for that space, I understand it. But why are y'all putting affiliate, who you're affiliated with, what companies in your bio? Are you here for content creation or to be affiliated with companies? And to make matters worse, the reason I bring this shit up is, I was looking at my Twitter analytics. I'm gonna bring this shit up if you're watching the video version. Make sure to check out the video version, youtube.com slash the Black I was looking at my analytics. And here's my last 28-day summary on Twitter, right? So, on Twitter, uh, in the last 28 days, I don't tweet a lot. So, that's why, like, you see, like, my numbers down, like, because I don't really tweet that much. I've had 104 tweets in the last uh, 28 days. And that's generated 1.8, basically 2 million impressions. I've gotten over 2 million impressions on my tweets. People, and then I've had 48,000, if you want, you want to round that up, 50,000. I've had 50,000 profile visits in the last 28 days, and this kind of pertains to what I was talking about. Why are y'all putting these companies in your Twitter bio, giving them thousands? Of, you may not get that. You may only get 5,000 profile views. That's not the point. That's 5,000 people who looked at your profile and when they looked at your profile, they saw you promoting a company and they went and checked out that prom, uh, that company and you gave that away for free nah bro if you want space in my fucking twitter bio my instagram bio i'm gonna show you this number then you're gonna have to pay me a flat rate so i basically brought this up just to let you guys know that you guys need to learn your values please look at your numbers look at what you're generating i don't even tweet and i generated two million impressions on my tweets bro if i tweeted on the regular i could easily generate three to five million uh impressions but I, i'm the type of person i don't really feel the need to share all my damn thoughts uh people on the internet who do that shit shit. is fucking weird as shit. Um, as long as my followers are going up, that's, that's all I care about, which they are. Uh, that means people are fucking with the content. Um, and like I was saying, like you need to learn the value of the shit. Like wh- look at your pro go to your analytics on Twitter. You might have a hundred thousand profile visits and you're not even sponsored by the company. You just have an affiliate with them. They just have a, co- a code with them and they're getting a free hundred thousand profile v- views because the, you their pro their companies in your profile, they're getting a free hundred thousand views from you. That's the point I'm trying to make, stop doing this shit, stop being excited to be affiliated with something. I I have a problem with these, like focus on making good content, man. And if you make good content, the sponsorships will come, that bag will come. But I say that to say, learn your value. And also to anybody listening, a lot of these content creators, they're not sponsored. You can, you can go on fucking DX racer right now and apply for their fucking affiliate program. If you got two viewers, they'll give you your own custom code. So you too, and your viewers can get 10% off. That's not a fucking sponsorship. It's a flat rate. If that's why you don't see no, no brand in my fucking uh, Twitter bio. If you want to occupy space in my Twitter bio, you got to pay because I'm generating X amount of views. And I know for a fact, I can. This is me without, these are my numbers down. This is me without even trying. If I actually started tweeting, I can get you some views. And that's between the millions on the tweet impressions and then the thousands on the profile visits. So please learn your value. Please stop doing that. It's really frustrating and it really frustrates me and why I get passionate about it is, one thing you gotta understand in any business, fuck content creation, in any business, if one person brings down the value of the market, it brings it down for the rest of us. And what I mean by that is, let's say, you know, content creator a, uh, he settles for a t-shirt and a 10% off coupon as a form of payment. When I come along and I say, Hey, I can generate X amount of views for your profile with well, my profile and my tweets or my videos. I need $10,000 and I want a custom code. Plus I want commission sales it makes me look, well, this guy right here, he did it for a free t-shirt. So understand when you undervalue yourself, you're undervaluing the rest of us. You're fucking it over for the rest. I'm telling y'all, man, it's a lot of money. I don't want to disclose like how much I get paid for like sponsorships, whether on this podcast or any YouTube video, it's a lot of money out here to get. And these companies, you don't think these companies are looking for any way to skim and spend less in their budget. Cause you don't know any better. They this is a new industry and they taking advantage of people. And you need to start studying your numbers, and you start asking some of your friends what are they getting paid? Because I guarantee you, some of y'all getting finesse and it won't be me. I want my fucking money. I'm y'all gonna have, you bitches gonna have to pay me. That's beside the point though. Hopefully that was helpful. Um Let's get into the next topic i'm i, I got on my horse, my horse right there uh <laughs> i'm in my bag today boy i feel like i'm not joking as hard right now but i'm in my bag right now i'm definitely in my bag um so the first question let me get a swig of this water real quick my mouth is deaf. so the first question comes from miles and he says uh, on Twitter follow me on Twitter at mr. Underscore. I keep it real He says have you thought about combining your passion for gaming with the experience with working with kids? Maybe an after-school gaming club or underprivileged kids It's funny that you ask that, you know I don't like putting all my goals out there because I feel like people will use your goal Like they'll use your goals against you like oh didn't you say in five years you wanted to do this? You didn't ha ha your failure. That's why I, I don't like putting my. I don't like putting I don't like people putting the energy all over my shit But it's funny that you brought this up because maybe you are like thinking the same thing as me But like that is something I would like to do in the long term. If I had the money, I don't have that type of capital, but it would be cool to be able to do like an after school program for kids where I rent out a warehouse, we get like 20 PS4s or at this time it'd probably be PS5, PS6, but you get like 20 PS5s, 20 of the new Xboxes, like 20 gaming PCs, and then have like a homework center. And I don't know, charge like $5 for three hours, or you could buy like a monthly pass unlimited time. But the rule would be, It's an after school program and you would have to get your homework done. That's how I have it. I have it like thought out in my head. The rule would be we have a homework center, like to the left and then the consoles and the stuff and the PCs in the back. And you would have to, if you're coming from school, um, if you're a minor and you're coming from school, you have to have your homework done before you can start gaming and maybe have like a hire a couple tutors that would hang out in the homework center all day. That would generate a bunch of jobs, I think. Um, And then when they're done, you can go play games. Uh, like instead of like a traditional YMCA where they just have like board games and fucking playing basketball and shit so like a gaming YMCA type thing I think that would be cool that's something that I've kind of had in my head just I guess working out the that's like a basic business model I have in my head but working out the kinks how would I get working capital for that um would I be able to franchise it and make more like open up across the city and then in other cities and stuff like that like long term I would like to have my own and like that's not the only business idea I have other business ideas too um because I don't unless I start making like millions or something like that I don't really see myself doing fucking content creation forever uh like I plus I, I've always wanted to be a business owner I think that's dope um to be like yo this is my shit and I can give it to my kids so, that is one of the ideas, one of the many ideas that I've had. But it all depends on where my future takes you. never know when the future is going to take you. You never know how your mind will shift. I think that would be dope. Somebody's probably writing this down right now, stealing it. Um, it's cool though. Your, your shit won't be as lit as mine, pussy. Anyways, I uh, appreciate the question. <laughs> you know, somebody was writing that shit down with a pencil on the pad right now. Wait a minute, how you feel attacked? So yeah, get your Steve Jobs ass out of here. Um, anyways, uh, last question comes from Habit God on Twitter. Once again, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore I keep it real. And he asks, what was your career defying moment, or do you think you've yet to have one? If you've had a wow, we've made it moment. Um, the only reason this is like a quick, quick answer. Um, I hate to break it to anybody that wants to be successful. Um, if you actually are a truly ambitious person, you'll never 100% be satisfied. You'll find some satisfaction. You'll be able to look back. And be like, yo, you're like I've come a long way, but like for me personally, because I'm always striving for more, I'll never be 100% satisfied. Uh, for me, it's never about the money; it's more so about uh, this. The comp- I'm very competitive. It's the competitive spirit of things. Like I just want to constantly feel like I'm accomplishing something, and I feel like we as humans, um, we need purpose. And it's like sometimes what was once your purpose gets old and you look for a new purpose. So I would say if you're an ambitious person, I feel like you're never really going to have like a wow, we made it moment. But then again, I could be wrong because I could make a 100 million dollars next year and I'm on a yacht with P Diddy and Jay-Z and shit. And I'd be like, wow, I made it. But then I I guess what I'm trying to say is I hope I, I actually hope I never feel that way. I feel like if I do, then I feel I'll be content with where I am and I might get lazy. That's like that's like my fear, I might get lazy. So I personally feel like I hope I would never have a wow, we made it. I don't ever want to, I feel like when you take the time to sit there and smell the roses, um, you'll get content and you'll get lazy. Um, I think it's okay to sniff the roses, but like, you, you know, like a, like a dog, a quick sniff, you can sniff the roses and then it's on to the next thing. It's okay to celebrate your wins, but like sit there and just full blown like you're doing coke just smell the roses no nah, i don't want to take too much time to do that um i'd rather just be working on the next project keeping myself busy because like i said i feel like we as humans we need purpose uh i could be spending my time doing something else positive whether it's me working on my goals or helping somebody else with their own goals so i don't think uh, i've had a wow you've made a moment i personally don't think i've made it i'm not i keep telling y'all man i am not rich okay i had this conversation with somebody at the nyc event uh fucking uh the 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 black history month event i'm gonna be uploading the panel soon it actually should probably be up before this podcast even drops uh I, I was telling them like i'd be i be people think i'd be joking when i talk about it on stream or on a youtube video they see how many viewers i have they see how big the following is and just because your following is big doesn't mean you know how to communicate business well enough to make the money and i'm not saying that's my issue i think when you're if we're being we're being real here i think when because i got my on. let me grab my kufi and we're being real here like when you're black or if you're a woman you you face certain challenges that white men don't uh it's harder to get into certain doors you get certain foul shit done and said to you that makes it a whole lot harder basically it's like what chris rock said a lot of times the black man has to fly where the white man can just walk um we have to do we have to work fucking 10 times harder to get half as less um so people see um i i know for a fact there are content creators that are far smaller than me make it more than me simply because they have the right relationships from the right people um got that complexion for the protection um but i always tell people i don't make as much money as you think i do like i'm not i don't want anybody thinking i'm poor like i'm about to be on the street i'm not living paycheck to paycheck but you know i can't afford to take too many risks you know like i like i'm a few paychecks away let me put it that way like i still have to save my money and be cautious about where i invested let me put it that way um so I, 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 I don't know. I don't ever want to become content until I get my, I need to get my million dollar deal, bro. I'm gonna keep speaking it in into existence, bro. Fucking all these streamers getting these fucking million dollar deals. I want my fucking money, bro. Because I know I'm lit, bro. I look at the timeline. Like who's making this content like me? Who's dropping these gems like this? This is fucking motherfucking Hokage thoughts, bitch. Uh, <laughs> talk that shit. Uh, that's all I got on my podcast notes, though. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please, 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 please. I can't stress this enough, especially because we just sat there and talked about knowing your worth about how I don't make as much money as people think because they see the numbers. If you would like to help me make more, you want to help me grow. The easiest way to do it with this podcast is even if you don't have the app, download the app and go to go on Apple Podcasts and rate my podcast five stars. And if there's any other app you use, rate it five stars. It pushes me up in the algorithm, which helped me reach new listeners which helps me you know create bargaining chips when dealing with companies and shit like that um because the reality is for some people you know they may need only need like a thousand viewers but when you black you need ten (laughs) thousand to get the same fucking pay rate um because you're a brand risk or whatever anyways um yeah rate the they rate the podcast five stars and then also if you just as a viewer want to support me financially you want to donate to the show, go to redcirclecom circle.com slash Hokage thoughts. I repeat that's redcirclecom circle.com slash Hokage thoughts. You can donate a dollar. You can donate five. You can donate a hundred. It really helps me. It's the best way to motivate me. Keep me going. If you guys enjoy the stuff that we'll be talking about on this podcast. Also, I might have another podcast on the way. Um, fucking about networking and business and stuff like that uh with the homie heaven i don't know we'll see i'm waiting on some artwork to get done so you know you remember where you heard it here first i mean if you come through the twitch streams you, you already know but uh yeah i might have another podcast on the way where we're just dropping nothing but gems because she's very knowledgeable about business and shit like that and i think i can bring something to the table too um but yeah five stars apple podcast donated uh hokage thoughts a uh, red circle.com slash hokage thoughts um and i will see you guys Oh, I appreciate you for listening, and I will see you guys on the next episode of Hokage Thoughts.